everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with an episode about work and school. We're going to be talking about some stuff post-grad. Um, our decisions to pursue either more further education or going to the workforce. We're going to have a couple special guests join us. This is going to be a double date episode for me and Wanda. We're going to be joined by our favorite couple, um, Kim and Kathy. But uh, we'll get back to them in a bit. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you got going on. What we got going on. Um, so I guess like nothing, nothing much really. Um, today, the day that we're filming this, uh, May 1st, is Jordan and I's anniversary. Wait, it's May 1st? I could have sworn you said May 4th. No. That is... I know... I, I wanted to like drop that subtly because I remember a few weeks ago you were like, hey, when's your anniversary? I have something I want to post on that day. I forgot to set up a reminder. I could have sworn it was May 4th. Anyways, I'm not going to mansplain this to you. God, why don't you tell me when my anniversary is? The anniversary? What are you guys doing today? Nothing really. Uh, just before we started filming this podcast, Jordan was like, I all the things I need to do today revolve around you being quiet and being busy. So as you can see, our relationship is progressing well. <laughs> uh, this is really what, three years together? Two years? Two years. I remember it like it was yesterday. Well, you don't remember our anniversary, so. I'm, isn't it just like sometime in September? Yeah, probably. We should do something cool for our apologetically me anniversary if we ever get there. Oh my god, that's like three hundred episodes in. Ooh, that's crazy. Yeah, I can't even imagine what life will be like three hundred episodes later. Hopefully, we'll have more than thirty subs on YouTube. Yeah, we've been stuck at. We haven't even hit thirty. We're at twenty nine. Thirty right now. Oh, nice! We got a new sub. Hello, new subscriber. Welcome. We'll clip this for you. And swing that question back at you. What do you have going on? Oh my god, you're asking me a question. Um, so last week I gave an update how I took my COVID test. I would like to report that I am officially negative. I have come out of self-isolation. I have no symptoms. Um, we're all good. We're all good in my end. My family's healthy, safe. Self-isolation made me go a little bit crazy. I feel like I gained a lot of weight. Um, when I stepped on the scale afterwards, I was like, I gained eight pounds. And I'm like, oh, God, it was only three days. This is brutal. <laughs> yeah, it was just a lot of like eating. Because I think I was so bored. I was eating like all the time. And I was like barely working. Out. Even though I had like plenty of space here to work out. I was just like, nah, not into it. Not not going to look off my laptop to work out. I want to just put a shout out to Maggie who... Um, her excuse for not working out for the past few months was that there was contractors in the house doing renovations. And then as soon as they left, Maggie was like, oh my God, I can finally work out now. I have all this space. And then she decides to go for a walk instead. You come here to be judged, okay? This is my quarantine <laughs> update, not to criticize Maggie's quarantine update. I'm happy you are positive. I mean, I'm, I'm happy you are negative. Um, I don't know how you are negative, but I wish you were positive for the meme. Yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty funny if I was positive. I mean, yeah. it'd be bad because there'd be a lot of like repercussions about what happened because I came into contact with so many people. I mean, like I've I've been isolating well. I think I only see like maybe two or three people, but it's like my family and like our family business. Then that would have been like completely compromised. Yeah, it just goes to show that like 
COVID, it's, it's hitting like a lot more younger people in Ontario. And that was not the time to be loosening up, even though I really want to, because the sun is out, I'm out, it's May, you know. On the bright side of all of this, the light at the end of the tunnel is that they're opening up vaccinations for 18 plus in Ontario as of, I think, the May 2-4 week. Woohoo! You know what's funny? So because we usually film this like two weeks in advance, all the COVID updates we give are like outdated. Yeah. So, like fingers crossed that this update doesn't change. Yeah. Um, I've had to cut a lot of the up, like my updates out of the like episodes we film because every single time I complain about some restriction and it ends up getting lifted like the day or two after we film it and then it becomes obsolete. And then I just like, it doesn't make sense anymore. Which is good because it shows how powerful our words are. Yeah, we manifested it into the universe by putting our words out. Nice. Thanks for listening, Dougie. Okay, who is your beef or crush of the week? Let me paint you a picture. And I told Maggie that I would be beefy with Jordan this week, and I have stayed true to my word. Um, basically, what happened was that a few mornings ago, we had opened up a new... Uh, carton of cream so I was in the process of opening it up and I was throwing the tab of the cream out into the garbage and then Jordan started talking to me so then I got distracted by the conversation at which point I'd never return back to the cream for like one or two minutes but we we're both downstairs in the kitchen he then proceeds to take the cream that is open and shake it and thus spilling cream everywhere onto the counters and like on the stove and everything at which point he gets angry at me because he's like why would you leave this uncapped and for me to shake it and spill it everywhere caveat he wasn't angry he was just upset about the fact that he had spilt milk everywhere but he blamed it on me he said it was my fault that he spilled milk everywhere but who doesn't look at the milk like who doesn't look at something before shaking it Wait, cream or milk? Cream. Okay. Why was he shaking cream? Ex- like, I don't know. It was in a carton. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think I sometimes like shake cream before I use it. Like, I don't blame him for shaking it. What the blame is on the fact that he, uh, he opened it. Like, he didn't see that it was open. That's where I blame him. Wait, was it? Are, so you put it back in the fridge? No, 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 no. no. Okay, so picture this. The cream is on the counter and there's two coffee cups beside it. I took the cap off of the cream and I put it on the counter. And because it was a new carton, I had to like open the security lid of it. So I opened the security lid and I threw that in the trash. The carton is now open with the lid beside it on the counter. I went to go talk to Jordan for two minutes and then he goes and shakes the cream. Jordan says he refuses to comment because he knows he's at fault. No. Oh, don't misquote me. Do you want to just say it? You walked away with the cap off, and I walked up to prepare coffee. Would you like to say this? No. Why? Because I don't. I don't want to feed your drama. Okay. So he says that I walked away with the cap and I didn't close it. And any reasonable human would expect that the cap is on. You know, Maggie's going to agree with me. I can see it in her face right now. That's fine. Okay. There. Okay. I'm so sorry, Jordan. Tell him I'm sorry. She says she's sorry. 
I'm going to walk around and leave the caps off things and see how many messes you make. <laughs> I didn't even say anything. You just looked at my face. I know because I can see it in your face. Anyways, that's my beef. What is your beef? Um, I don't really have any beef. I think I have a crush of the week. I feel like I need to have, start having more beef. I haven't really had beef with anyone in a while. I kind of miss it. It makes me more spicy when I have some beef. Um, I have a crush on, you know the show Peaky Blinders? No, but I've heard of it. Oh, okay. So my brother is really into that show and he showed me a clip of it. Um, and Killian Murphy could get it. He is my current crush. He is so great. We will put a picture here for you to see him. Um, I seem to have a type for the for the old white men. Um, yeah, he. Oh, if you seen um, Batman Begins, like the Dark Knight, he's the Scarecrow. Um, I think about that. He's been in. He's like a good-looking guy. Okay, Ron, we're back with Kathy and Kim. Kathy and Kim, say hi to the people. Hello. Uh, nice. So, if you guys don't remember, Kathy was our moderator when Wanda and I got in a fight. Um, and Wanda won, but now we want to have Kathy back for some more speaking parts, and she brought Kim, her boyfriend. Um, do you guys want to say hi to the people, or give yourself a little bit of an intro? Sure. Do you want to start? Um, yeah. So, I met Maggie in university, and then a few years later, I met Kim. Okay, uh, I guess my turn. Um, long-time listener, I guess first-time caller. Uh, I'm so a big fan of the podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm Kathy's girlfriend. Nice. Um, oh, tell the people when you guys met. The password? Uh, yeah, we met when uh, I was young. We were, it was 2013. Wow. But we connected. Yeah, we were, so we went on a little family trip together, actually. Family so friends trip. Family friends trip. Very important. <laughs> So it was like, you know, like her, yeah. her par parents and me and my parents went together. We we didn't know each other so like back then. We just sort of like connected. Uh, we really hit, hit it off. And then we just started talking, but nothing really happened until sort of like we reconnected so like a few years ago. And then, yeah, I've been dating for two and a half years. Because then that way, you know, your parents approve of the other this is the rom-com situation. This is every Chinese rom-com. <laughs> um, okay, so this is going to be weird, but we've asked Kathy before for her first impression of us. Kim, can you give us your first impression of Wanda and I? Ooh, okay. Um, let's see. I guess, Maggie, the first time I met you was at the pizza shop, right? So um, yeah, so so you know, so Kat, uh, so Kathy and I were doing sort of like a trip, uh, you know, in in like you know southern Ontario, and then she told me, hey, you know, I have this friend who owns a pizza place that's not too far away, and we're like, yeah, let's, let's go check, let's go check it out. So we drove over. Uh, we you know we, I, I think the first time we came, you oh, yeah, uh, yeah Maggie, you weren't there, but I think wow. your dad or your uncle or somebody. Yeah. yeah yeah your your uncle right so we're just like oh okay you know we just want to kind of say hi to maggie so we sort of like came back maybe like a couple of days later uh we swung by to the pizza shop again you you were there and then i met you you were like super nice and i saw you know like you and kathy really had like a good friendship there so uh and you give us like free pizza wings so. <laughs> you bought him over i bought your friendship yes yes definitely definitely and Wanda, I, 
I, I, I guess this is the first time that we're meeting. So mm-hmm. hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to kind of, you know, hang out with all of you guys in person. Maybe do this in person next time or something. Aww. I think that would be, yeah, that would be something pretty awesome. We have a first impression of you. Wanda, give Ooh. your first impression. Okay. <laughs> so I think it was last week or the week before, Kathy messaged Maggie saying that they were, you guys were listening to the, uh, we give the talk, I think part one of part one or part two, where we talked about like menstrual pads and Kim said that, Oh, this is how you use it. I always thought you glued or you taped it to your body or something. And then that was like my very first impression of Kim. Uh, I I guess that's something I learned from from the podcast. Yeah. We're out here teaching important information to our (laughs) listeners. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, so our first impression, like when we met, like you would explain that, but I have a better impression. It was leading up to your birthday, actually. And Kathy, I hope you're okay with me sharing this, but it was like the roast, the roast of Kim and she did her, her run through with me and it was an amazing PowerPoint. It was such a good presentation. I learned so much about you in that PowerPoint. You're so into the bachelor. I love this. Um, I guess this is out in the public now. Now that I know that like you you can you like PowerPoint presentations, like I'm gonna look for one on my next birthday. Maggie, just so you know. But it's it was a roast one. Like Kathy roasted it was like a gentle roast, like a honey roast. Okay. Well, I I just want a honey. I just want honey. Give me a honey. Give me like a reasons why Wanda is amazing PowerPoint form of 99 slides. Every time I say something nice to you, you're like, (laughs) yes, but I treasure it forever. Now I have a PowerPoint that I can keep. What if I play this at your funeral? No, because I won't be there to enjoy it. Would you want me to do a honey roast or roast at your funeral? Why would you roast me at my funeral? Like all my friends and family would be like, what the had it coming um (laughs) she had no idea how to cross a road properly she deserved it so kathy and kim are in-house experts they bring different experiences um to the podcast so kathy after she finished her undergrad she went to post-grad kim after he finished his undergrad he went to work like i did um so a quick run through if you guys could give your credentials and background like how you guys got into it um we'll start with you kim Sure, sure. Um, so I went to Western University. I think that's what it's called now. Uh, I, I think I, I went to Western for my undergrad. Um, I studied actual science there for you know for 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 four years, um, and then afterwards I went straight to work. Uh, first, I actually worked at a bank, um, but it wasn't like I would say actually like the most happy there. Then I just sort of like, you know, keep browsing around, keep looking inside my industry. And then uh, I've been working on Bay Street now for the past five years. Um, and um, yeah. Nice. So you're in corporate Canada. I guess so. I, I don't really see myself that way, but I guess I am. Are you like a suits and tie kind of guy then? No, no. Like I, <laughs> I don't even wear like a polo shirt. Like um, we got rid of our dress code, so I oh, pretty nice. much just wearing like my regular t-shirt, sweater, whatever. You like the cool mom, <laughs> the cool dad, sure. Yeah, you where you wear the New Balances with like the 
the Costco socks and the jeans and the belt. Panty pack. <laughs> Panty pack. <laughs> fresh, crisp white. Um, yeah, I went to McMaster. I studied psychology. Um, and then right after I finished undergrad, I went to law school at Queen's University. And I just graduated this month. Woohoo! And so did Wanda. Wanda, give the people a quick run through of your credentials, even though we've heard this before. Yeah, so I just, I did my undergrad in computer science, uh, which the University of Guelph calls the Bachelor of Computing. And then I did my MBA recently for the last two years, and I just graduated like last week. Woohoo! Congrats to both of you guys. Now you guys have some extra letters um, next to your name. Yeah. That's pretty great. Um, I thank you for asking, Kathy. Oh my god, you're such a sweetie. I just assume you're gonna like say it anyways. Like most of the time, if I if I ask you, I end up interrupting what you're saying, so I don't ask you, and then you're like, "Oh, nobody asked," but <laughs> well, it's nice to be asked. Um, mine is pretty simple too. Like I followed Kim a little bit, so I did McMaster, um, did my four years, and then went straight to working at. A bank slash insurance company um and i've been in the corporate world for three years now Whew, time flies feels like forever already i'm ready to retire um so let's start with let's talk about the school part of it first so we'll focus on wanda and kathy um how did you guys like find how did you guys figure out that the post-grad life was for you guys like what tools did you guys use how did you find out about this opportunity um kathy we'll start with you um i always knew i wanted to do i knew i wasn't ready to start working right away i wanted to do something uh, more continue learning get some kind of professional training i thought that was medicine at first but it's a long road and very like competitive and i just i think you need to be passionate enough to follow that through i didn't like blood or any other uh chemistry stuff so I chose law and it's something that matches my skills and interests. I like to journal, I like to read and research. So that was um, the path. And I applied literally across Canada, like making sure that I would go to school the next year, like after undergrad. I was willing to go to Manitoba. Maggie knows about this. We looked into what it's like to live there. Um, but yeah, so that was my path. How did you? start your process to apply to law school it really begins with studying for the lsat so i asked people that i knew were in law school about their studying tips any resources they had and thankfully one of my friends passed on to me a, a lot of her books and so i just dug into that and while i was studying for the lsat i also looked at what it's like to apply for these different schools in canada and um, but I really didn't look into that until I wrote the LSAT for the first time. Do you think the books were like, what was the most helpful tool for the LSAT? I had a set of books from one publisher. I don't remember what it was, but I really think you can look at any like reputable company that has a whole like, comprehensive set of books for each section of the LSAT. And I think what helped me the most with my score was just to be diligent with my time. Like, I think I studied eight to 10 hours every day for two months. Um, 
And I didn't get it right the first time. Like I got an okay mark. I got into a few law schools with that mark, but I rewrote it to up my score. And that uh, carried me through. So you don't have to get it right on the first time. It's such a standardized process that it kind of freaks you out with the security and the logistics and waking up early. But yeah. Did you also have like a statement of interest or like any other, I guess, essay type application that you needed to send in to all the schools that you applied for? Yes. And unfortunately, it was different for every school. So you have to be very organized with what each school wants from you. What I started with was just starting to write um, a, a template, why I want to go to law school essay. And then once, and then I edited it down. I asked uh, three people to look at it. Uh, one was Maggie Nice professor, who was also a lawyer. Uh, one was a professor from a different department who knew me on a personal level. And then another was just um, a peer, like someone my age. And so those people helped me parse down my template, why I want to go to law school essay. And um, from that, I carved out unique sections for each school. So like the University of Toronto might have asked one particular question I'll just take out one paragraph and expand on that a little bit but it all comes from this main essay that I wrote nice so very similar I guess to like an MBA in that way Uh, I ended up getting my Mac offer ahead of time so I was just like that was the school that um, I wanted to go to it was close to home it was always what me and my mom talked about Um, which is kind of the reason I got an MBA in the first place is because my mom was like, every successful person I know has an MBA. And she's like, and you can't really do anything else. So that's kind of like the reason why I decided to do it at McMaster and why like I chose an MBA in the first place. Um, Similarly, you had to write like a GMAT, which is like a four hour ish long um standardized tests where you go into this room they have to like pat you down every time you go in you get like uh I think like two breaks in between where you have like 10-15 minutes so you're like going to the bathroom drinking water scarfing down food and like you have to like dress in layers in case it gets cold or like too hot so you like because you can't leave in between um and it was like quant and qualitative which was like English quant was math and then qualitative was like English and then there's like a a logic portion of it and then there's like an essay portion of it Um, those two don't really matter it's really just your quant and your qualitative that make up your score for it I did a lot of practice like I bought books and stuff um, but I found the thing that helped me the most was probably the um, online practice sessions that simulate like a real exam so like there's untimed and then they're like I did the untimed first to get comfortable with the types of questions and to memorize all the different like formulas that you need to know for math and then I had I did the uh timed where like it simulates a real exam which sucks because you're sitting there for four hours trying to do something and it's not a like it it doesn't feel real right so you like just want to give up halfway and you just like want to stop doing it but then you have to like push through it um what was also great is that they give you two practice tests uh, before 
like ahead of time when you register for like the GMAT. So like you get to take those twice. I ended up getting the exact same score on both of them and the exact same score on my GMAT in the end, which was like, okay, like, I guess this is fine. Like I thought my score was too low for the schools I wanted to apply for, but they ended up being higher than a lot of the other, like a lot of my other classmates. So I was like, oh, like I went in thinking like I was never going to get in, but then what they list on their website is usually the bare like it's if you can hit that score you're usually pretty good for business schools unless you're like trying to apply to like ivy leagues and stuff then you have to be standout and then the statement of interest um similarly i had like multiple friends like edit it It took me like i go like it's good to have a lot of eyes on it because like it's hard it's hard to write about i guess yourself and why you want to do the things that you do so like having a lot of people look at it, I think is like what really helped me. Um, Jordan constantly claims that he wrote my entire thing for me, which is not true. He like, I just, I wrote it and then I asked him to edit it. His thing was coming from an immigrant family. I, I know my parents just wanted me to ha- like, wanted the best possible uh, school education that they never got and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, I can't write this. <laughs> this is uh this is bad no I can't I can't do that and he's like isn't that what you sent in I'm like no that is not what I sent in disclaimer Jordan is a white man yes so he really he really wanted to use that uh minority immigrant card (laughs) funny like even when I was applying to stuff like my former manager she recommended that I say that in my cover letters or like in my opening interviews like uh coming from an immigrant family like I came here at a young age and I was like, wait, I was born here. I didn't come from anywhere. <laughs> so like, why do these white people want to play the immigrant card so badly? <laughs> I don't I don't know what it says. Like I don't like how does it help you in any way? I don't know. They're just like, oh, this is totally gonna help you. It shows like how driven you are. Oh. That's back to your story. Sorry to cut you. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, I'm used to it. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but now I'm applying to a PhD program because again, I'm not ready for the real world yet, and the real world isn't ready for me. Um this kind of started so this kind of started like two and a half years ago when I was still an undergrad. Like I had I did like a thesis project with a professor of mine um at the university and like I got along really well with him and like we kind of like he planted the seed of like he's like you know maybe after you do your MBA like you can consider doing a PhD and I was like hmm maybe like well I'll see where I end up I do really like being called doctor I mean I don't know that yet but I feel like I would really like it um and now it's like the fishes aren't biting for jobs and I don't want to just sit here like in a lull and like why not pursue further education? So now I'm back to writing another statement of interest, but I can't use anything from my original because it's different. And I hate that. But it's the same process, basically. But if you do want to apply for a PhD, do it with someone you like, do it like so that you get the flexibility and freedom of doing your own research and everything. And you're not like pigeonholed into like what the professor wants for you. I will say that Wanda and Kathy are both, both two of the most like independent, productive, like focused people I know. Like you guys like just have the brains for it. I am personally not a school person at all. Like I have never once in my life thought I'm going to pursue post-grad. I was like, you know what? As soon as school's done, I don't need it anymore. I'm just going to go straight to work. Kim, do you feel the same way? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, Maggie, because I remember, like, 
so like you know i study i actually science right so so it's pretty much like the same as like a statistics like so like an undergrad so like i remember in my third year and i was just like i don't think i can do another you know like you know like after i finish my undergrad i can do another two years of this you know statistics like study you know because i'm i have much to be you know like out there like applying what i learned instead of you know going a little bit more into you know the theory side or, or whatever right or like proofs you know on the math side right so yeah i think maggie you and i are sort of like on the same boat we'd rather be out there like working right um and then you know just just kind of figuring things out on the fly uh instead of you know i mean i guess never say never right so you know like maybe in the future doing some sort of like a part-time you know mba or like you know night courses in things like that that's so possible but like yeah you know being like a full-time student again i don't know if i'm ready for that <laughs> not for me either my friend yeah that sounds brutal like yeah exactly throughout the four years i was dying the whole time i think my ideal life is like school and then work school and then work but i can't consistently be doing school or else i'm gonna go crazy we already kind of answered this but how did you decide that this was the right step next step for you wanda um my mom it, like she put it into my brain that you're not going to be successful unless you have a master's degree, which is like false, clearly, because like Kim and Maggie, both very successful people, uh, don't have a master's degree. So I think it really depends like on uh, like what you want to do and like what type of person you are. But for me, it was like my mom just like put in my head. I was like, she's like, you're going to get a master's degree. It's going to be an MBA. It's going to be at McMaster. And being the um appeasing daughter wonderful daughter that i am i listen to her Kathy, I, something I was, you're put in your head too i was actually the opposite and it's funny because my mom is gonna listen to this so hi mom but she did not want me to do law because we don't have a lawyer in our family so it's so there's so many unknowns like how will you get through this degree how will you find a job who's gonna hire you um but I knew personally that studying psychology didn't give me enough depth for me to just start working. When I do summer internships, it feels kind of mindless. Like, because you're a student, the extent of your responsibility is limited. I understand that. But I wanted a job that could stimulate me intellectually, and I didn't think that psychology would give that to me. So that's why I thought law would be an exciting opportunity to learn something new and be a professional in that sense yeah my mom i think i we talked about this like um when you were lost on the podcast like afterwards where i wanted to be a lawyer originally but my mom was like oh like people are racist you don't know what kind of job you're gonna find like there's so many unknowns out there like who's gonna hire you so they kind of like my mom definitely had the exact same concerns that like your mom did but then you like pushed through with it um Kim, for you, did your parents have any expectations for you? Like what they saw as the right next step and how you appeased them or didn't? Ooh, good question. Um, honestly, I don't think so. I mean, for sure, like, you know, it's just for, you know, being with, you know, having Asian parents, uh, for sure they want you to get like an undergrad degree, right? And then, you know, like, you know, no sort of like great years or anything like, like that in, in between, you know, just for like after high school, just straight, you know, jump into your undergrad, find something, you know, useful, and then, you know, that's sort of, like, what you'll be doing for, like, the rest of your life sort of thing, right? 
So I would say like other than that, not really. Uh, probably just you know after so like I graduated, I, I actually didn't really really find a job right away, right? You know, so 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 just kind of figuring out what you're actually good at, what you want, actually want to do, and then you know like you know do any, any sort of things that maybe the real world is looking for, you know, some sort of requirement that that they have, but that that are not necessarily taught like you know inside your school courses. You know, just 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 kind of pursuing those a little bit, and then I would say, yeah. Other than that, not not really. But my parents pretty supportive. Yeah, my parents were the same too. They were pretty supportive with whatever I wanted to do. Um, I think they were pretty like like strict about like they expected me to find a job. They didn't have any worries about that. And I think my mom kind of wants me to get a master's, but she's like trying to be like a cool mom about it. Like, do whatever you want. Like, it's totally your life. Live however you want um yeah so we'll see um so i know captain wanna gave some advice on how to get into grad school kim do you have any advice for like how to find work maybe like how how you knew you were in the right industry after school mm, okay. um yeah so i so you know like i studied actual science but i am actually not an actuary uh i do work at an insurance company but i'm actually on the operations then so I think for me, it was just more kind of like really figuring out what what I liked and then, you know, what I was like good at, right? So, you know, so pretty much I, I do a lot of, you know, number crunching, a lot of like Excel, you know, spreadsheet work. So um, I, I, I kind of knew I kind of wanted to stick in sort of like the insurance, you know, sort of like new startup, techie, financy type of fields, you know, within that. And then what I actually did, um, is actually uh, I I kind of like I highlighted a, a couple of the firms that I really liked. So you know like so for you know so for insurance there you know there's only so many of them out there, and then there are a couple of them that has you know good reputations. A couple of them were like you know really bad reputations, right? So I kind of like, uh, highlighted the ones that I really wanted to work at, and then you know just kind of like subscribe to their news feeds. You know kind of figuring out exactly you know for for the type of job, you know, for the type of entry job you're looking for, you know, what are they exactly looking for from you, right? Um, you know, so other than experience, other than, you know, sort of your GPA or anything like that, is there any sort of like soft skill? Is there any sort of things like that, that, you know, that you should like note down? And then, and then really just kind of keep an eye on it. And then, you know, like, don't be afraid to, to kind of like try, try them out, right? I remember I, you know, I sent out like hundreds of resumes in days, you know, in, in one day, uh, you know, just kind of like, you know, throwing myself out there, you know, just kind of going to different sort of events, meeting people, anything like that, just kind of get yourself out there, right? Um, and instead of just, you know, like not knowing sort of what's next, right? Um, I, I would actually also recommend, you know, so like just, uh, you know, like it really also depends on what school you go to. Some you know some schools have, do have that platform that it kind of set you know sets up that bridge, uh, you know between so like the you know kind of like the student life and the work life. Uh, you know there are some sort of like uh, you know some like on campus recruiting that come over. So you know so just kind of make sure you know you go to those events. You know like you don't have to speak up right, but at least kind of knowing what that's like. You know like you know kind of like mingle a little bit, kind of you know set you know set up some connections here 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 and there. For sure, they help. Always be networking. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the same page. I say this every episode. We're so okay. So, question for you, Kim: Do grades matter? 
for your first job? I hate to say it for your first job. Yes, it does. Um, like, I mean, like they get a copy of your transcript, right? And um, like, like I remember, I think a couple of cases where you know, kind of like my GPA is not up to par for it. So like as your first job, it, especially if you don't have you know co-op experiences, you know internship experiences, it does matter. But like afterwards, you know, let's say you know, let's say if, if we have to you know sort of like jump to another position now, you know, to another senior position, then you know, then then it doesn't matter as much. So like it does sort of like fade throughout time. I would say. Yeah. Okay. I think it's interesting because I guess you came from a very like heavy math background like yeah. actual neuroscience and like nerd stuff so okay. i guess grades matter there um for me personally i think that grades don't matter yeah because i think just the type of work that i was doing i think grades didn't matter so i think it just goes to show our listeners out there grades will matter grades won't matter i think there's an avenue for everyone um just depends on what path you want to take but it's not the end of the world if your grades suck yeah, I think in finance and particularly, I've had a few friends where they have had to send in their transcripts and even getting a new grad job, they had to send their director their final transcripts, even though they were already given an offer or they've already started. So I think um, anything that may be like very finance heavy might want to see like good grades, but like I think most other things like you don't need it. Do you know if like their offer ever got rescinded because of their bad grades? Um, I think I've had I've heard one. It's happened once where um they like it, their marks weren't even that bad. It was just like a seventy out of like seventy percent, like around like that was their average, and th- their offer got rescinded because of it because they weren't happy with like they didn't get like A's. Yeah, I I I guess what I will also say is. You know, grades, you know, for me, grades matter, but it's not the only thing that matters, right? Like, it's, it is a portion of it. It's sort of like, it gets you through the door, but, like, what happens after you get through the door, right? Like, how you communicate, how you, you know, sort of, like, present yourself, how you sell yourself, right? Um, that part still matters. I would say that, ma- that matters more than your grades. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I think when it comes down to in the interview, like your grades aren't going to be the thing they're looking at. They're going to be looking at your personality and uh, how hard you can lie in the interview. I think for internships and stuff, it, like they usually ask you to send in the transcripts, but like the last internship I got didn't even ask. So like it really depends on the company. If you're applying through a school like website of any sort, like if the job posting was on the school board, then they will ask, they will send in the transcript regardless. Um so like you might as well get good marks, but bad marks are not going to be the end of the world. For grad school, the last two years um, matter for scholarships and getting into grad school. So I will put that there. I will say I have never sent in my transcript before. I am a-okay for now. I am the most uneducated one here. <laughs> yeah, some law jobs, in addition to transcripts, and your CV will ask for a writing sample, so that's where you can, mm-hmm. you know, put in, uh, demonstrate your writing um, skills if they are not demonstrated through your grades. So, Maggie, uh, same questions to you. Anything else that you wanted to add on top of what Kim said? Um, 
So I know there's a really great tool out there called Prepped, um, and it was launched by RBC Ventures, and it's really great for people who are kind of new to working, and it really gives you like a sample of some really cool resumes out there that I personally am using now for my resumes, um, and it tells you, and it gives you like structures, like how you should be doing it based on how many years of experience you have in work. Um, and it tells you like how you should write a cover letter. So I highly recommend listeners like go check out Prepped. I wish they would sponsor us, whatever, it's fine. Um, but like great resources there. Um, and I think Kim's point, like really nailed it on the head, like always be networking, like go out, put yourself out there. It's kind of like dating. I know we've talked about this before. <laughs> networking is like dating. Like you're only going to get the job if you know someone. Um, that's not always the case. Not always the case. I take it back. But I think like it really helps if like, you know, someone there, like employee referral, like be networking on LinkedIn, whatever it is. It's kind of like dating. Um, it sucks. It's tough, but. Makes it easier, right? It's like, was, if you know something, not saying, you know, like if you don't, it's like, it's like impossible. But if you do, it just makes a life a, a little bit, you know, cleaner, a little bit easier, you know, they can vouch for you and things like that. Then you know, just some random, you know, George Small, that's, that, you know, that's fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, Glassdoor is also a great resource too, where you can look at like interview questions on there and look at salaries, like know what you're going in. There's actually a really funny meme from Glassdoor out there. Um, and it's like this guy was interviewing at some um, investment bank and he was like, yeah, it was a great interview. The only question he asked me was, how's your dad doing? And he got the job. And that resonates with me. That's that's why I'm like, depends on who you know. Always be networking, guys. Um, yeah, I think like these are like some pretty great points here. Thanks, guys. How? Um, wait, sorry. Before you go on, do cover letters matter? Do I need to put the effort into writing a cover letter? I personally hate cover letters. I know it's kind of like a writing sample. Um, but sometimes, I'll be honest, if I see a cover letter, I won't apply. Buddy, how about you, Kim? The current job that I am, I actually wrote a cover letter. I, I think I did. I'm not sure how, like, I'm not even sure how much, like, my manager read it. Um, but I, like, I don't know. I, I feel like it, it depends. When are we going to abolish cover letters? It's ridiculous. Like, government jobs require cover letters. No one reads it. Yeah, it was like what? Like everyone scans like a resume for eight seconds and like a cover letter for five seconds at most or something before like dumping it into a pile. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Kathy or Wanda, did you guys ever have to use cover letters? I, mean, I guess like statement of interest, but like when you guys apply to internships and stuff. Definitely for internships. Yeah. The application package is usually like resume, cover letter, writing sample, transcript, references. Wow, that's like intense for us in undergrad uh, when applying for co-ops through the school website, like you had to include a cover letter for every job and it also automatically sent in your transcript. But for every job I have applied to outside of that, I have not used, I have tried to avoid a cover letter and I will actively put off uh, applying for a job if it requires a cover letter because it's just so much extra work that I don't want to put into it and it's like do I even really want this job at that point I feel that it's only if I really want the job or if it's like a really cool company a really cool job then I will put in the effort 
but even then it, it feels like I'm just repeating what my resume says but yeah. in like a funny or like a simpler way I know some firms I got an interview because I knew someone there like there's nothing on my package that makes them want to chat with me other than like oh you know this person like so I did an internship in DC and I met some lawyers there so then when I applied for um jobs for this uh the summer I just talked about the lawyers from their like American branch that I knew and they just like oh some of them maybe have never chatted with lawyers from that location so yeah okay so question to the group you guys recommend more school or going straight to work if you were to redo it all okay you can answer all at once ready three two one straight to work Kathy, what'd you say? Depends. What'd you say? Wait, why'd you say depends? It depends on what you want to... Yeah, I guess it depends on what you want to do. You can't be a lawyer with an undergrad degree. Okay. A lawyer joke. <laughs> it's like every time you ask a question to a lawyer, they say it depends. Uh, for the lawyers out there, is Kathy's joke funny? <laughs> um. So me and Wanda said work. Kim, you say work too? I said work. Nice. I like Wanda that you said work. As I continue to pursue more school. Like if I had if I had the chance, like if I had a returning offer to my last internship, there would be almost like zero percent chance I would have ever pursued a PhD. Um and like reflecting back on it now, if I could have done my MBA part-time, um, or or like worked part-time and done my MBA full-time, like I would have preferred that. Like having um the work experience while doing my MBA, I think would have been a lot more beneficial. Like, especially if you have good time management and MBA is not hard. Like the hardest thing is like, you just have a lot of assignments coming in at the same time and they're due around the same time. So like, you just have to make sure that you get everything done like ahead of time and you're just not like slacking off and wasting time. It's very manageable with like even a a full-time job, I want to say. Like if you can schedule... Like you can't schedule your classes in most cases such that you can work a full-time job. But if you had a very lenient full-time job, you could probably do a full-time MBA um, and a full-time uh, job, especially in Canada. And why did you say work? Or is it for the same reasons you said earlier? Yeah, I guess it's just for the same reason. Um, but I guess like school doesn't really like stop, right? Like, you know, just because you finish or like you're, you know, your full-time student life, doesn't mean you know i mean you know, it's gonna sound so cheesy but you don't stop learning mm. sort of thing right uh you know you can still do night classes you, you know you can learn through youtube you can learn there's like so many things that are out there now that you know like you, you don't have to attend the class and listen to you know like a professor talk or you know you know like any, any sort of like more that traditional method to learn but like for sure sort of like that that learning part definitely does keep going uh, but, but yeah, work just kind of gives you kind of like a different perspective. And I guess there are also things that you pick up at work that you don't necessarily pick up, you know, directly from school. So Kathy, if you were to live in an alternate reality where you were not a lawyer, would you, what would you have pursued? Would it still have been school, like to pursue like another thing or, or work? Yeah, I would still do school. <laughs> and I would have done a master's in public health. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. Okay, I take back my nerd comment. But actually, even within school, you can do some work. You know, summer internships are a thing. I know in law school, we can do, like, uh, 
internships for credit during the school year, just getting those experiences, like you said, that that's where you meet people and then you can keep those contacts for later. Always be networking. Yeah. I think like this was kind of like a conversation my mom was having with my cousin because my cousin wanted to do a PhD because he doesn't think that he'd be able to get like another job in tech because like um, I don't know if you guys know, but the interviews in tech are like insane. Um, they basically do like make you write like um, code on the whiteboard, code with like paper, like on paper. They like ask you like algorithm questions. You like you have to solve things while they watch you solve it. And like then it's the questions of like, what do you code in your free time? Like, what do you learn on your own kind of things? And my cousin's like, oh, I don't know if I will be able to pass my next interview if, it, if the questions are like that. So I'm going to do a PhD. But the thing is, it's like a PhD is not going to help him pass another interview it's like the learning that you do on your own is what's going to help you like prep for your next interview and like a phd is not gonna or like a master's based program or any kind of program might not be able to prepare you for the next interview so there are stuff that even if you decide to do school you still have to do it uh like you have to learn on your own and you have to prep on your own good point i think work and school go hand in hand like him said like you're never really done learning mm -hmm. but also like you can't run away from the real world forever uh last question for us would you guys have done anything differently we'll start with you kathy no i really think my path was pretty um easy like it was yeah i am happy like i you know plan to do something professional and I was lucky enough to get in on the first try so I wouldn't have you know taken time off to work but I know like um at law school many students are a year or two older than me i.e they've taken time off or um went to work or went to more school between undergrad and law school and they have been very successful at getting law jobs because there's a level of maturity that you get by being in the workforce, no matter what job it is, I think. So, you know, if I had known that, maybe I would have done some work, but I really just wanted to jump into law right away. And that's just the road I'm on. Yeah. Hey, Kim, what about you? Um, I've thought about this a little bit. Um, to me, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything I would have done a little bit differently. Um, to me, maybe the only thing is sort of like, you know, like during school, like those like summer internships or those summers are actually, you know, like, like that very valuable. So, you know, so just kind of getting, you know, more hands-on experiences, more, so like more proactive during that time. Maybe that's something I would have done or, you know, like, or emphasizing the schools that offer better internship programs or co-op programs, you know, maybe just kind of looking into that a little bit more. Hey, you wonder? Um, like I said before, I probably would have liked to like work at the same time that I did my MBA, but like everyone told me that the MBA was going to be so hard and like, it was going to be so stressful and it really depends on the person. For some people, it was really stressful and you could see it for like a lot of, not a lot, but some people did end up dropping out and people are like constantly like, oh, I didn't sleep. I didn't do this. But like, again, time management, if you have it, you can definitely like work while you do it. I think like just the experience that you have from working is going to be more valuable sometimes than maybe having in like a postgraduate degree for like at least business that is. So um, 
I'm glad that I did do a lot of internships. Um, and I did choose like a program that was like co-op based so I could continue to do more internships. Um, cause I think those like really help you pad your resume for like when you graduate, even if it takes a little bit longer, an extra year is worth it. It's interesting that you say that people said you should do full time because I mean, just from what I've heard in the industry, like everyone is always like, just do a part time. It's not that hard. It's, Maybe it was just like the former company I was with. They yeah. were very work hard, play hard. <laughs> I think it's like a lot of people also told me to do an MBA immediately, but then a lot of people also told me to not do it immediately, mm-hmm. to like wait a few years and to have work experience under your belt and then do an MBA. Um, maybe that would have been like a better option, but like people were always like, if you get out of studying, you're never going to want to study again. I've heard that too. Yeah. So I didn't work right away. Yeah. That's what my mom said to me too. And look at you now, not wanting to go back to school. I mean, like maybe part-time, but like if my employer will pay for me. I I don't know if I would have done it differently. I think I, I worked every summer. Like I have had no summers off, only like vacations when I could like a week or two. But I think I would have liked to do an exchange program during undergrad. I know that doesn't really count as like advice, but like if you have the money, if you have the resources, go abroad, even work abroad. That's so cool. I don't think it would have like improved me in any way or like put me in a different position. I'm sure I would have been in the same position I am now, like working still. Um, but I think like everyone will come find their own way eventually. Like if you're unemployed right now, don't stress out about it. If you're in a bad job right now still don't worry about it it's all up to you on what you do to change that so don't worry yeah I think like even if it's not about like education or work growth it could just be about independent growth as well like go take a course online or go to like your local brain station or whatever your equivalent of that and do that and even going on a foreign exchange it could help you build independence and like learn about international stuff that you might not learn I guess at home I will say though I think there are two different versions of me like me in school and me post-school so I like me post-school way better than school me I don't know if that's you guys too you guys have different personalities oh okay so I'm crazy thanks <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely on the same boat like so like the <laughs> I did not show up to all of my classes let's just say <laughs> But there's that part of me that I wasn't like, you know, the most proud of. Yeah. But, you know, I can't really skip work. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it kind of, you know, it, it hits you differently. Yeah. Yeah. Who you are in school is not going to, might not always be who you are at work. So. Yeah. But who you are at work, if you're like shitty, then you're probably, you probably were shitty at school too. Okay. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you both so much. Do you have anything you guys want to plug? No problem. No problem. Uh, no, I think we're okay. Maybe. Um, don't say it. <laughs> no? Okay. I plugged it last time. Okay. Plug account. it again in case people didn't listen last episode. We make food at home. It's called at watermelon SKJ. Only homemade food. Nice. Authentic. And hello to Kathy's parents who might be watching this. We'll have you guys on next week. Yeah. <laughs> Where we roast Kathy. <laughs> PowerPoint presentation. Yes. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Do you have a question of the week? Oh, I don't. Oh, maybe I do. Okay. Um, 
what did you guys think about what we had to say? Um, are you happy with your choices? Do you prefer school, work? Um, what would you guys have done differently? Let us know in the comments or send us an email um, or send us another ominous Zoom link. So far, no one has sent us a Zoom link. We have not joined anything, um, even though we keep asking every single week. But it's fine. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Uh, follow us and like us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Like us and follow us or I guess like or retweet us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, make sure, go like and watch my sibling theories uh, clip that Maggie made on Instagram and TikTok. Let's blow it up. No, don't promote that. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.